Welcome back to another edition of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Charles Inferna. We're at Forts Athletics. We equip coaches and athletes with the tools they seek out in order to achieve their unique and specific goals. And we are recording this podcast episode on Wednesday, January 26th, 2022. Happy New Year. It is the first podcast episode of the 2022 season, I guess, or school year, calendar year anyway. And uh, I've been meaning to record this episode for like a month, but uh, much as we try our best to schedule things and plan things, life happens, and here we are. So this episode will probably be dropping tomorrow on Thursday uh, because we don't really edit here. Hit record, and we go. And if you've been following along for the last few months, been spending a lot of time talking about mindset and growth and mental preparation, especially excuse me, especially when it comes to the throws. Uh, that um, around this time every year, I pick a word, something to dedicate my time to or dedicate my time on for the upcoming year and for this year I selected the word focus and specifically what am I going to be focusing on well in the past I've tried to have a million things going on at the same time and then nothing really got prioritized and executed upon so This year, there's a couple of big priorities that I have that I'm going to put a majority, most of, my undivided attention on uh, in the hopes of completing these projects. And they're not necessarily specific projects as if you would say like homework assignments, but really what what I want to focus on this year is... um, helping support more college coaches, high school coaches, uh, and athletes with Forts Athletics. So the holistic coaching consultation that launched before uh, the calendar year turned over has been a huge success. I'm really excited to share my knowledge and information and expertise on mindset growth and preparation when it comes to the throwing events and throwing in particular. And uh, we have a growing list of not only just individual throwers, but we have a couple of coaches and there's a couple of specific schools that I'm working with all of their you know, track and field athletes, specifically uh, this academic year. So it's really cool. Um, you know, my prior teaching experiences, being a high school, middle school and high school health teacher, kind of opened the door when talking to superintendents and athletic directors about this stuff, because at least up here in Western New York, there's been a huge push of social emotional learning and social emotional development and how we can better prepare and equip teachers to handle the rigors of, you know, working with our students more socially, emotionally, and, um, you know, there's 
there's even a greater divide, if you will, when working with uh, coaches. Uh, some coaches and school districts are part-time and they're not educators in the district, so they really don't have a relationship with the kids. They're, stu- they're student athletes. So it's cool to go in and work um, you know, bi-weekly. Sometimes it's weekly. Uh, other districts have just you know, a couple of uh, uh, three or four uh, session, um, you know, training sessions uh, to help talk about uh, SEL and how important it is with coaching and just developing more relationships, more enhanced relationships with with uh, students and um, and their kids. So I'm really psyched about that. So uh, you see a lot of um, information being shared about that. A lot of what I share on social media, on Twitter or um, Instagram at Force Athletics is really you know focused on that. So a lot of the strategies, tips, tricks, suggestions, or things that I work on with my own college athletes on a regular basis. Uh, there it's, it's a little different because I get to spend way more time with those kids. Uh, so you can introduce uh, topics uh, at a slower rate so you can really could scaffold. Anyway, so that's one thing. I don't want to get, get going too much on, on that because it's a favorite, one of my favorite topics to talk about coach-athlete relationships, um, which kind of leads into the second area that I want to focus my time on in 2022 is more research. I just published an article and I shared that on social media um, looking at coach-athlete relationships from the perspective of six, six, excuse me, six Olympic caliber coaches who have been to the Olympics multiple times with multiple athletes at the highest level of competition and the throwing events. And uh, I'm going to start working on um, another project parallel to that one uh, that's going to try and go into a little bit more detail with coaching philosophy and expertise of coaches when it comes to um, enhancing coach-athlete relationships. So if you read the article, that's great. If you didn't read the article, that's okay. Uh, basically, the, the two biggest tenants that came away from uh, these coaches was have a firm grasp of your own coaching philosophy, an understanding of where you are, uh, what you're passionate about, what your values are, <clears throat> excuse me, what you believe in, and number one, that's number one. And number two is how these coaches actually work on enhancing coach-athlete relationships. So those were the two big pieces that came out of the qualitative research was having a firm understanding and then having basically uh, autonomy supportive behaviors, uh, open communication skills in enhancing those relationships. So those were the big takeaways from those coaches. They've been to multiple Olympics uh, with with multiple athletes. Um, and that's really all I can say about that. Read the article. Let me know if you do. If you read the article or you let me know where it is, I will send you a thrower t-shirt. All right. So I will send you a thrower t-shirt if you tell me where you found uh, that article. 
sides on my social media and uh, let me know what you thought of it. You let me know what you thought, good or bad, of course. I'll send you a free shirt. You just let me know. And the other thing I really want to prioritize is time management and concentration. So with focus, you've, ta- you've heard me talk about it, really is how to invest the time and what's most important at that particular moment. So um, something that I've struggled with in the past is having, I guess, too many tabs open at the same time, right? So trying to prioritize time during the day uh, for specific projects rather than kind of being like scatterbrained and just doing, trying to do multiple things at the same time and uh, all those different things that sometimes have worked for me in the past, but I really want to dedicate specific aspects to that. So uh, since we're basically done with the month of January here, uh, some of the strategies that I've incorporated so far is uh, getting up earlier in the morning, even though I have a son who likes getting up at 6 a.m., uh, I try and beat him to waking me up. So I've been getting up a little earlier, like 5.15, 5 o'clock, and dedicating, uh, at least until he wakes up, which is usually around 6, dedicating that one hour of the day to writing. Uh, just either journaling in my own journal, uh, personal journal, um, and, and uh, collecting thoughts for the day and trying to prioritize what the day is going to look like, what the projects are going to be or um, jotting down ideas for potential blog posts or podcast episodes or anything like that. So basically, a time to prioritize and at least give myself two objectives, two things to accomplish for that specific day. And uh, it's, it's been very helpful because there's been more time spent so far this month working on the holistic coaching aspect of things and setting up meetings and basically appointments with uh, throwers um, from all around the world. So the time differences, the time zone differences makes it a little bit difficult. Uh, but now we kind of got things squared away on that front. So it's really more about prioritizing what, what's going to be part of my day. So besides coaching, there's the job stuff and kids and family So really, stuff has to either happen early in the morning, first thing, before everybody wakes up, or really in the evening when um, everybody is down. So there's not a lot of flexibility in between, obviously, besides the coaching and working with my kids to dedicate to this. So that's where um, prioritizing at least an hour in the morning, I can usually get two quality hours in the evening done, along with uh, coaching calls that I'm able to, you know, really focus in and uh, hone in on that stuff, which has been really nice. So prioritizing and uh, working on um, holistic coaching and more research are really big things that I want to emphasize this year. And the coaching project or the, um, the research component, I'm going to try and dig in deeper with athletes and try and get their perspective 
on coach-athlete relationships at that higher level. Uh, so if you're familiar with USA Track and Field or just familiar with track in general, uh, there's a training center in Chula Vista that some athletes are at that are coached by specific individuals. And there's other like training camps around um, the country where it's personal coaches working with Olympic hopefuls and Olympians of past and you know possibly future. Um, but to really dig in and try and figure out what exactly is happening there that allows those specific individuals um, the opportunities to continue competing at a high level uh, and what effect or how much of an effect those athletes think their coach has on that. Um, so it's kind of like where I'm going to try and go. So we're going to try and see if we can get some high-profile throwers who have uh, competed at that level for a multitude of years to be able to share some some insights about you know how are they they're able to facilitate two quads make two two consecutive olympic games uh, while balancing the rigors of everything else but also keeping consistency with their coaching and their coaches and uh, staying in the same part of the country or maybe moving because the coach moves someplace, uh, how important that relationship is from the perspective of the athlete. So that's it for my one word for 2022's focus. What's your word? Do you have anything that you specifically focus on yourself, no pun intended, uh, or are going to try and em em emphasize, excuse me, or prioritize? Uh, over the course of 2022. If I was going to grade my month of January, I'd probably give myself like a B, B plus, uh, just because the writing front, haven't written any blog posts uh, within the last couple weeks. This is the first podcast episode recording for 2022. I was in the habit of releasing like two or three a week. Um, I'll try and get back in that habit again now. Uh, and then just taking time to actually execute on projects that we're going to be working on so i'm really excited about that as well so like i said if you uh give me some feedback on the article that i wrote good or bad uh and you let me know at forts athletics send me a dm uh, on instagram i will send you a thrower t-shirt so we have a few sizes left uh in large and extra large a bunch of mediums uh, smalls. I'm not really sure why I got a lot of smalls. Uh, my kids are in them right now, so most throwers are bigger in size than my eight-year-old son, who he's fairly, fairly good size for his age, um, but not too many post-collegiate or high school throwers are going to fit into that shirt. So anyway, I don't know what else think in there. But there are some larges and extra large left. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of 2022 Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Inferna. Have a great day.